Hello, this is Gary Hutchins, minister with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ here in Omaha, Nebraska, and we welcome you to Search the Scriptures. We appreciate you tuning in to Search the Scriptures. We hope that you are doing so every day at this time. And we hope that you are being motivated, at least greatly, because you are realizing that you're actually learning the Bible on this radio program. We strive to do exactly as the name Search the Scriptures suggests. We get into God's Word, we dig beneath the surface, look at it in depth and in detail, and yet we strive to explain it in a way that is easy to understand and that makes sense for your personal life. We want you to do more, though, than just listen to a radio program. We'd love to send you a free Bible study through the regular mail. We send it all over this area and across the country, literally. And when we say free, we mean exactly that. We'll even pay the postage both ways. Why don't you have a pencil or a pen and a piece of paper ready? We'll give you all of the information how you can receive that free Bible study at the end of the program today. We'd also love to have you come and worship with us and study and grow spiritually with us in person at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. If you want to find a church that teaches the Bible, we want to encourage you to come and worship and study with us. Now, you're not going to find a band. You're not going to find a theatrical production. You're going to find a church that simply strives to be that church that we all read about in the Bible. Nothing more, nothing less. So have that pencil or pen and piece of paper ready. We'll give you the times of our services and the address of our church building at the end of the program today. We hope to see you soon. It is good to be back again with Dwayne Kennedy. Thanks, Gary. It's good to be back on the program with you and with Dennis Stackhouse and our listening audience again. Good to be together again, Dennis. Oh, amen to that, Gary. Always a joy for me to come with uh, you and with Dwayne and, again, have an opportunity to study God's Word, to hopefully grow through the process, uh, to gain an insight into what we're to be about as Christian individuals. Amen to that, brother. We are really trying to help people learn God's Word and uh, get insight as to how to apply it effectively to their lives. We want to remind our listeners that you can always receive a copy of this radio program for free on CD just for asking for it. We don't want you to send anything for it. All you have to do is ask for it. Give us the day and the date of the program and uh, just let us know. We'll give you the information how you can contact us at the end of the program today and we'll send it to you. We'll even take care of the postage. Don't worry about anything. We just want to get the word out. Now, fellas, we are in a study that I've tried to emphasize is really pertinent, I believe, to everybody in every generation. This is one that all of us ought to be able to relate to if we'll just stop and and think about it a little bit even. Because I really think Paul is describing in this seventh chapter of Romans, verses 14 through 25, every one of us. Well, I think that's true, Gary. And, you know, I, I appreciate you saying it does involve every person, uh, no matter how long ago they lived, whether they're living now, no matter how far into the future they'll live. You know, we can go back to the Garden of Eden, and although the struggle we see going on there with Eve is not perhaps portrayed for us as a struggle, certainly we understand she had to be struggling within when she gave in to the temptation she was faced with. 
I think you're exactly right. And every one of us faces essentially this same struggle when the devil confronts us with temptation. And he confronts every one of us with temptation, doesn't he, Dwayne? On a regular basis, he does. <laughs> That's right. And Only when we're awake, though, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, even the Apostle Paul, who writes these passages we have been looking at from Romans chapter 7 and, and Romans chapter 8, tells us about his own struggle. This great man of God even tells us about his own struggle, yet how he also instructs us and encourages us that we can resist. Dwayne, if you would, read verses 14 and 15 there in Romans chapter 7. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice, but what I hate, that I do. Now, we've noted before, we've looked at some different translations here in verse 15, where the New King James Version, as we have just read, says, uh, what I'm doing, I do not understand. The Revised Standard Version says, I do not understand my own actions. Uh, the Phillips translation says, my own behavior baffles me. I think that's pretty, pretty adept at, at getting across the point. The New English Bible says, I do not even acknowledge my own actions as mine. The New International Version says, I do not understand what I do. The American Standard Version says, for that which I do, I know not. Now, I think we could probably look at a number of other translations in this same verse and, and see variants of this that say essentially the same thing, but rather graphically get across this idea of this struggle within us that is going on at the uh, instigation of the devil himself, isn't it, Dennis? Well, yes, that's right, Gary, and I, like you, I'm really intrigued by that Phillips translation where he said, my own behavior baffles me. And really, I think for many of us, we can put ourselves in that same position, where, as we've spoken about previously, we know in our mind what's the right thing to do. We may have even dedicated ourselves to doing the right thing, and yet we fail to do it. And in a situation like that, I think it's safe to say that our own behavior is baffling to us. Yes. I think you're right. I, I think, you know, we, and we, we've been talking about this in our, in our programs dealing with this particular text. And, and Paul is trying to get across the idea that we intellectually recognize what God's will is because we can read it in his word. And so we say, well, that's what God wants me to do. That's what I want to do. Right. But then we find ourselves, and that's what Paul expresses here in this text, doing what we don't want to do. Yes. And not doing what we want to do. And that is baffling. It is baffling. It is. Now, once again, though, and we, we went into some depth in our last program trying to, to clear up this point, we're not talking about the devil taking us over. We're not talking about some kind of, of uh, difficulty based upon some uh, mystical or mysterious or even necessarily supernatural uh, understanding of what we're supposed to, to get out of this. We, we looked in Romans chapter 8 
in verse 1. And Dwayne, how about reading that again for us? There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Now those who are in Christ Jesus also ought to be those who are walking according to the Spirit and not according to the flesh. That's right. Now, we come into Christ Jesus as we're baptized into him, right? Now, we go back to Romans chapter 6. And, and again, the Bible being its own best commentary, that tells us how we come into Christ. We're baptized into him, Romans chapter 6 and verse 3. Now, as we come into Christ then, we transition from one state of existence spiritually to another state of existence spiritually. And that is, we were in sin. And that, we go back to Romans chapter 3, all of these references in the same letter from the Apostle Paul here, and verses 8 through 12, and then also verse 23 from chapter 3, where he says over and over and over again, we're sinners. Mm-hmm. All right? Now, Christ, though, went to the cross, and he became that perfect sacrifice for us, so that through him we can actually be forgiven of our sins and his righteousness can cover for our unrighteousness and through him God can count us righteous. Now, again, when does all that happen or when do we make that transition from one life to another, a life that is is, uh, dead spiritually in the guilt of our sin to another life? in which we have been forgiven and we're in Christ, it's a baptism, Romans chapter 6 and verse 3. That's right, Gary. And uh, another passage that points to that is Galatians 3, verse 27, uh, telling us once again the way we get into Christ is through baptism. Those who have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Right. And it is at baptism that our sins are forgiven. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, Acts 22 and 16. It is at baptism that we come into a state of salvation in Christ. Mark 16, 15 and 16, 1 Peter 3 and verse 21. And, and so all of these relate to what we're talking about here. Now, those who are in Christ ought to be also those who walk according to the Spirit, not according to the flesh. And Dwayne, we're not talking again about something mysterious here, are we? Walking according to the Spirit, how do we do that? By God's Word, Gary, by diligently studying God's Word, as we also went into some detail in our last program. And that way we do not continue in sin. We actually live for the flesh because God's Word instructs us on how to do that. I mean, I'm sorry, live for the Spirit because God's Word instructs us on how to do that. And God's Word while it was written by human agents, those agents were guided, the Apostle Paul being just one of them, they were guided by God through the Holy Spirit to write what they wrote. So as we read God's Word and we understand it properly and properly apply it to our lives and live by those teachings, we're walking according to the Spirit. That's right. That's that's a simple understanding. It should be, yes. That's correct. Simple understanding. That's that's a choice we can make. What's that? It's a choice we can make. That's and an correct. activity we can do. Not something that is beyond us. Right. It, is, it is a choice that God leaves to us, but we can make that choice. You're right. We have, we have the ability to make that choice ourselves. Now, in Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18, uh, how about reading that, Dennis? 
I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now, and under the law there is talking about the law of Moses, the Old Testament law of Moses. But what he's saying there, walk in the Spirit, verse 16, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's exactly what we just said, just in different words. Yes, it is. If we'll walk by God's teachings in his word, we're not going to be walking in sin. That's right. And if we're living in sin, we're not walking by the teachings of God's word. That's right also. Now, if we're walking by God's teachings, we're walking in the spirit, as Paul puts it here in Galatians 5 and verse 16. And that's parallel, basically, to what we read back in Romans chapter 8 and verse 1, walking according to the spirit. We're walking by God's teachings communicated to us in his word. That, that's a simple understanding. So we're not talking about something that uh, is, again, mystical or mysterious or even necessarily, you know, supernatural. We're talking about a simple understanding of either being obedient to God by living to his, by, by his teachings or being disobedient to him. And obedience means we're walking according to the Spirit or walking in the Spirit through the Spirit's guidance provided for us in God's Word. And when we're walking in the sin, we're doing exactly the opposite of that, and we're walking in the flesh. That's right. Now, two sides of us, our beings, two basic, basic sides of us, one is the fleshly side, and that's the side to which the devil appeals. The other is the spiritual side created in God's image, going back to Genesis chapter 1, verses 27 and 28. And that's the side to which God appeals. Gary, I think we need to understand also that we cannot continue in both and be pleasing to God. And therein is this battle, isn't it? That's right. Mm -hmm. That Paul is talking about in Romans chapter 7. That's right. Here is this, this conflict. And the devil keeps, apply, keeps appealing to our fleshly side, but our spiritual side, created in the image of God, God keeps working on us from that perspective and from that direction, and we know that we need to be following him. Another way to put that, Gary, is uh, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, where we're told that no one can serve two masters, for either you hate the one and love the other, or else you're loyal to one and despise the other. Exactly right. That's right. Ex excellent reference there. And, and we could, I'm sure, look at a number of different passages to try to get this, this concept across to us, but hopefully we've, we've you know, put it on a, a level that that we can understand on a very ready basis. And I appreciate that that reference back in Matthew chapter six. It applies so well. Now let's move on in chapter seven here, and let's look here at verses seventeen through twenty. How about reading that for us, Dwayne? But now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. 
For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good I do not find. For the good that I will to do, I do not do, but the evil I will not to do that I practice. Now if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. There's the conflict. When we choose to enter into sin, well, then the devil's won. He's, he's effectively appealed to that fleshly side of us, the carnal side, as Paul puts it in verse 14. And we, we answer that appeal. Yes, that's right, Gary. And uh, again, Jesus put that very plainly in Matthew chapter 12, verse 30, where he indicated that if we're not with him, we're against him. And if we're against him, we're actually scattering. So we're, we're actually actively working for the devil in that situation. And that is an either-or proposition, isn't it? <laughs> There's no in-between. And that's exactly what we're reading about here in Romans chapter 7. It's either-or. We're either following the devil or we're living for God, and you cannot do both. That's right. Now, what about 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16? 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 16. How about reading that, uh, Dwayne? Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. The inward man is being renewed day by day. Now that, that I believe, again, is, is simply more descriptive language, talking about these two sides of us. The inward man being the spiritual side of us, created in God's image. And the outward man being that fleshly side of us, and that's to which the devil appeals again. He keeps trying to tempt us through that. Uh, you know, worldly pleasures, lusts, all kinds of things. As John put it in Second John chapter uh, 2, I believe it is, and, and verses 15 through 17, the lust of the eye, the pride of life, and uh, uh, the uh, lust of the flesh. Mm-hmm. Those three avenues, he keeps appealing to us through those three avenues. They hit the fleshly side of us. Yes. But now the spiritual side of us, the inward man, if we will pay attention and if we will be diligent and apply God's teachings to our lives, then that is renewed day by day, isn't it? That's right. That's what Paul says. And in another place, Gary, he also gives us the idea that we have to continually make an effort to set our minds on the spiritual, as in fact, in Romans chapter 8 and verse 5, he says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. That is, we actually put our minds to living for the Spirit, according to the Word of God, of course. It's a mindset. We make up our minds. We focus on that, right? That's right. He says the same thing in, in uh, essentially in Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. And so we have to make up our mind where we're going to set our minds. That's right. We're going to make the choice. The devil doesn't make us do it. Nobody else makes us do it. We choose. And we choose either God or we choose sin, one or the other. That's right, Gary. And uh, there was something else that caught my attention there in the, the verse Duane read from 2 Corinthians 4. Verse 16, uh, that first phrase, therefore we do not lose heart. And if we read verses 17 and 18 of that fourth chapter, 
we actually find a very strong motivating factor for helping us to make the choice that Duane spoke about, the choice that you're speaking about. And I'd like to take just a moment and read those because I think it it does help us see there's something at the end of the rainbow, so to speak, or there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, verse 17 says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And it seems like to me, if as Christians, we can put our minds in that state where we're seeing, so to speak, those things which are not seen, the eternal, if we can focus on that, if we can make that our goal, it's actually going to be a motivating factor to help us live according to the Spirit as opposed to living according to the flesh. Purposefulness is what you're talking about. Exactly. You know, a purposeful focus. Yes. We got, that's that mindset that Duane was reading about earlier. Yes. And we all understand how to do that, Gary. Those of us sitting here and in our listening audience, we know about goals. We know about deadlines. We know about purpose living. We know about setting out there in the future a particular goal that we strive to reach and the objectives that we need to accomplish in reaching that goal. Same thing here. Yeah, we do that. And, and I've, I've often tried to paint the contrast. We live... We live our, 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 whatever we want to call it, our physical lives, our secular lives. We live our lives not even thinking about some of these, these uh, truths, these just natural laws. We don't even give them a second thought. We know that they, that not, they not only exist and apply, but we know we have to live by them. Right. And so as you said... We understand purposefulness, purposeful living. We go to work every day, and we know I got to do that job. I got to do it the way I'm supposed to do it. I got to do it on time. I've got to do it with a certain degree of of quality in order for me to keep my job yes. and, yeah. and receive my paycheck. That's right. We understand that. Now we again, it, it's so elementary that we don't even think about it. It's just the way it is. But when it comes to our spiritual side of life, the most important part of our lives, we tend to forget the rule book, don't we? Yeah. Unfortunately, we do. Well, sometimes we leave it up to, as you've mentioned, some kind of mystical, magical thing that's going to just happen to us. Yeah. What's going to come over me? What's going to move me now? <laughs> and that that's not true. No, no. God is trying to move us through his word. Now, it's our responsibility to read that word and properly understand it and apply it to our lives. And when we do that, then we will truly be walking according to the Spirit. You know, I can't tell you, Gary, how many times I've come in contact with a new product. You know, it might have been a, a toy for one of our children as they were growing up and on the outside of the box, it had that dreaded phrase, some assembly required. <laughs> uh, and it, you know, later on in life, it might have been some electronic gadget that we brought into our home. 
And without fail, if I failed to read the instructions on that, I never got it right. I didn't get together properly the first time. I had to go back, well, it doesn't work. I'm going to have to get out the instruction book. (laughs) Well, you know, what you're talking about, I think, is related to that in that as individuals living a physical existence here in this world, if we don't read the instruction book that God has provided, and I don't mean to denigrate the Bible by calling it an instruction book, and yet it contains instruction for our lives. Absolutely. If we fail to read it, the result is not going to be what we would hope for. Yeah, I remember sitting in a uh, meeting when I was still working in the grocery business uh, decades ago, (laughs) (laughs) and I remember the, the store manager sitting with us and in that particular business, you'd have to move very fast. Everything was very fluid. Everything changes, you know, almost by the hour or half a day or whatever. And we would kind of have a an unwritten philosophy that, well, you know, we'll, we'll just go ahead and take care of this particular problem right now, kind of temporarily, and then we'll come back and we'll fix it later. Mm-hmm. And he made the point, we don't have time to do it right the first time, but we've always got time to come back and do it right later on. Mm-hmm. Now, he was saying that with irony. Yes. I got mm-hmm. the point. Yes. It's better if we're purposeful to begin with and mm-hmm. get it done right the first time. Mm-hmm. And then that's the instruction book you said. You it know? is. If yes. we would just read those instructions on whatever that toy is, we'd probably get it right the first time. Yes. And we wouldn't get so frustrated and then eventually say, well, I better read the instruction book. Mm-hmm. Well, our time is just about up. In fact, we're, we're uh, really uh, just the time is flying here. So we need to stop at this point. And we'll come back and we'll probably conclude this study next time. But what a great study this is. If you'd like to study these matters more fully, right from the Bible, in the privacy of your own home, then contact us and request that free Bible study that we talked about earlier. You can receive it simply by writing to us at Sunny Slope Church of Christ, 3606 North 108th Street, Omaha, Nebraska, 68164. Sunny Slope Church of Christ, 3606 North 108th Street, Omaha, Nebraska, 68164. You can phone us at 402-498-8397, 402-498-8397. You can email us at sunnyslope, all one word, S-U-N-N-Y-S-L-O-P-E, at Church of Christ, again, all one word, sunnyslope at churchofchrist.com. You can visit us on the web at www.churchofchrist.com, www.churchofchrist.com. Click on the email link, and you can make your request that way. And again, this study is absolutely free. We'll even pay the postage both ways. You can also receive a copy of today's lesson on CD, also for free. And again, we'll pay the postage. Now, we'd love to have you do more, though, than just listen to this program and even to receive that Bible study. We'd love to have you come and worship and study and grow spiritually with us in person at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. We'd love to meet you and get, let you get to meet us and observe a church that is simply trying to be the church of the Bible, nothing more, nothing less. 
a church where you can really come and learn God's Word. Bible classes begin every Sunday morning at 9.30, classes for virtually all ages, and all ages really do study the Bible, followed by worship at 10.30 each Sunday morning. Sunday evening worship begins at 6 o'clock each Sunday evening, and right in the middle of the week, a good time to stop and get your spiritual batteries recharged in the midst of all the busyness of what we do every week, midweek Bible classes every Wednesday evening at 7 o'clock. You're always welcome to any and all of our regular services. We hope to see you soon. Until then, read your Bible and may God guide you and bless you as you study His Word.